Hello, everyone, and welcome to Whistle in the Dark. <laughs> Sorry, it's me. It's April. Uh, let's do this. And welcome to episode six of Whistle in the Dark, a feel-good podcast about all things terrifying. In it, I'm going to interview friends about supernatural experiences, discuss irrational fears, and feature immersive radio drama-style storytelling. On this week's episode, I talk to myself. A lot. But don't worry, it's incredibly entertaining. I revisit some of my ups and downs during the pandemic, again in a really fun, spooky way, and present a tale of isolation and paranoia in a story I'm calling Captain's Log. Possible trigger warning, this episode touches upon issues with mental health and mentions light, recreational, and prescription drug use. So just a heads up. Okay, sit back, relax, and enjoy our first annual COVID Spectacular. That's not really the title. I thought it might be too much, but I still wanted to throw it in there at some point. Okay, let's go. I've always liked being alone. Not completely devoid of human connection, but I like having the place to myself, so to speak. I've worked from home for about half of my adult life, so even with roommates, I've had plenty of welcome alone time throughout the years. If I'm being totally honest, I enjoy my own company. I have pretty interesting conversations with myself. I mean, it's no inside the actor's studio, but not bad. And I'm always down to sit back, relax, and have a low-key night or day in. To anyone watching me from afar, I may look unhinged. But to that person, I would ask, why are you looking into my apartment, you perv? So when the shutdown was announced in 2020, I wasn't grieving the loss of socialization or travel plans. Seriously, did everyone have a cruise booked for 2020? I had just come off of a pretty exhausting six months of work, and I was ready to take a break. Of course, this break was brought to you by a deadly, devastating virus sweeping the globe. But according to the powers that be, the best thing for me to do was to stay home. And I accepted that task readily. I was fortunate enough to have a pretty comfortable living situation with a roommate who had just flown to Texas on March 13th, the day COVID-19 was declared a pandemic. So I had a two-bed, two-bath all to myself. As far as lockdown situations go, it was pretty good. And I know a lot of people couldn't say the same, so I tried to make the most of it. I had movie nights and days, baked a ton, and did some puzzles. Of course, I made time for Zoom happy hours and game nights with friends and family, but largely I was alone, all alone. And I was pretty fine with it. That is, when I wasn't reading about the virus, or stressing about having enough toilet paper, or keeping tabs on my family, or sanitizing my groceries. Never figured out what to do with berries, by the way. And slowly, as those fears crept in, and the intrusive thoughts grew, I realized something. I wasn't alone. I was never alone. Because that feeling, that little voice, was always with me. Something is wrong. That voice telling me things weren't right, that I hadn't checked off enough tasks, you aren't productive at all today, that I hadn't accomplished enough, why aren't you becoming fluent in Spanish, cleaned enough, you need to bleach that spot where the Amazon package was sitting, worried enough, do, do your, your parents, parents have enough masks going out? They shouldn't be going anywhere. My conversations with myself, which were usually delightful, became fraught with worry and stress, especially during my favorite activity, sitting in front of the TV. I'd be watching a movie, laughing at another one of my hilarious observations, and suddenly... You should wipe down your phone with alcohol. Ugh! 
I already did. Yeah, yeah but, but then, then you, you touched, touched that, that coat you wore on the lock the other day, and it could still have droplets on it. Is that really that likely? Anything is likely at this point. In fact, what else did you put your hands on after you touched that coat? Stop. The remote, probably. What about the fridge handle? No, you went to the bathroom before. No, 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 no. This is ridiculous. You can't have possibly contaminated every surface in your apartment from a jacket you wore on a walk two days ago. Couldn't you, though? No. I mean, I don't think so. Fine. Don't Don't say I didn't warn you. I guess I could clean every surface in the apartment just to be sure. Better get the entire floor while you're at it. (laughs) And another hour would be stolen by that voice. That feeling. My anxiety. It would never leave me alone. So, I had to murder it. Just kidding. You can't murder anxiety. It'll always be there, in some form, threatening to disturb the peace. But there are other things you can do. For me, I moved in with another roommate. Turns out when there are other people around, your anxiety gets distracted. It's like jingling keys in front of a dog. And then I got on an SSRI, which for me was like putting a muzzle on my anxiety. It's still there, but you can't always hear what it's saying. So I'll be hanging out with myself, laughing at another one of my hilarious jokes, when suddenly... Huh? Sorry, one more time. Ooh, gotcha. Just continue to relax and don't have worst-case scenario predictive thoughts? Sounds good. So, April. Yes, April. Tell us a little bit about your relationship with toilet paper during the pandemic. Uh, oh. It's a, it's a fraught one. Go on. Uh, well, I'll tell you a little story. So, this was maybe a week or two before we actually went into the shutdown. And I decided I was going to get ahead of things and go out and grab what I thought was a huge pack of toilet paper. And then uh, a couple weeks later, we had gone into lockdown. Uh, I was about to dig into a pavlova I had just made. Mmm, great British bake-off. That was the inspo. I made the meringue. I made a lemon curd. Ugh. I made a raspberry sauce. Stop it. And whipped cream. Put some berries on top. You're killing me. It took me four hours. And went to the bathroom before digging in and realized I needed my new pack of toilet paper. So went into the cabinet. Opened it up, and it was paper towels. And you can't flush those. Ugh, what a roller coaster. I know. What happened to the pavlova? You know, I had to make a decision. Pavlova or toilet paper. Wait, were those the only two options? And I chose the pavlova. Did you, though? And, you know, that was a turning point for me. I was so dependent on toilet paper before the pandemic. And going into shutdown, you know, it really freed me of my dependence on it. How do you uh, clean yourself? Just let it go. What? Just let it go, man. Let it it go. So what do you, uh, uh... Oh, you're joking. Yeah. I went and bought a 30-pack on Amazon after that. Yep, that sounds right. I just finished it. Testing. Testing. Captain's log. Testing. Uh, so it's October 17th, 2019. Been a week since I got home from the hospital. Leg surgery apparently went great. Which means I'll only need six weeks with this metal splint, and then months of physical therapy. Woo! My mind doctor told me to speak into this recorder so I could track my mental health while recovering. So, here we are, going full analog with this. My sister keeps insisting that I stay in her house with three children under the age of five, because being alone like this isn't healthy for anyone. But now I have you, so problem solved. Also, I wouldn't want the very accurate recreation of my hospital room she set up right in my living room to go to waste. Plus, I have a lot of reading to not catch up on, a life alert button, and a wheelchair. Oh, and a rubber-proofed bathtub. So I'm good to go. 
Ah, and there's my food dash. Signing off. Update. One of the slices of pie was missing from my order, and the food dasher did not want to come in and smoke with me. So, not a stunning success. Watching Haunting of Hill House through for the seventh time, and I've got a new goal. I'm going to write down every hidden ghost I can spot. So far, I've got seven. Good morning, this is your captain speaking. It is October 18th, 2019. I just ate donuts for breakfast, and if you thought that might give me diarrhea, you'd be right. Never had to rush to the bathroom in a wheelchair before. New experiences. Also, ten ghosts. Hey there, it's 5.25pm Pacific Time, and someone across the street is watching Hill House too. Coincidence? I think not. Is this person watching me? I mean, it's October, so I guess that's a factor, but of all the spooky things, what are the chances that we're both watching the same show? I may need to do some recon. Also, I saw some dude walk across the street and get into a van, and then a cat followed him across the street, hopped into the van, and the guy closed the door behind it. Like, what the hell is that about? I'll be back with more developments. Hiya. So, apparently mixing weed and painkillers is bad. I mean, I knew it wasn't great, but, uh, thought I was going pretty light. Though, after I fell asleep on the toilet last night, I figured I should stop. So, uh, I'll just have to stick to drinking. Kidding. Can't do that either. So, I know this could still be some adverse reaction to my medication marijuana cocktail, but I think something might be up with the woman in the building across from me. Not the Hill House apartment. Don't worry, I'm keeping an eye on them. It's the woman in the unit above. I mean, I don't know her or anything, but I was up late counting ghosts, and I saw her light go on. And then she paced back and forth for, like, an hour. Not joking. I don't know. Maybe she's going through something. Maybe it's a coping technique. It just looked off. Almost like she was being led. I don't know. Maybe I'll lighten up on the meds altogether. I should call the doc. Okay, spoke to the doc. She said things like this are not common on opioids, but are not impossible. Did not tell her about the weed. She's sending another prescription. Also, I ate almost an entire box of corn pops. 17 ghosts. Hey, so it's 1 a.m., 23 ghosts, by the way, and she got up again. She's pacing back and forth, but she's holding her hand out in front of her, and her fist is sort of half-closed, like like she's holding someone's hand. I know how this sounds. I... Oh, also, you hear that? Can't tell what's going on up there. I don't know. Maybe I'll just take something and try to go to sleep. She's looking at me. She just stopped and turned around and stared right at me. I don't know what to do. (laughs) Maybe she's not looking at me. Hold on. Gonna see if she follows me. Shit. Well, she's definitely looking at me. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. There. Now she can stare at the curtains. I'm gonna try to go to sleep. Signing off. Hey. So, I've been thinking over last night. Clearly this woman is dealing with something. I have no idea what, but... I don't know. Maybe I should keep an eye on her. I called the sis and she said to stay out of it, but... I don't know how I'd do that without keeping my curtains closed at all times. Hers are shut, by the way. The woman's. They've been shut all day. Check back in a bit. So, it's midnight. She never opened her curtains. I'm getting pretty tired and I'll probably go to sleep soon. Side note, they're still watching Hill House, the unit below her. 
I haven't seen them at all, though. Just woke up to this. I called the cops on them. No idea when or if they'll show. This is ridiculous. Anyway, she is up too. Her curtains are closed, but the light is on now. And I see her silhouette moving back and forth. She stopped a couple of times and... I, I can't know for sure, but it seemed like she was looking at me again. But she can't actually see me, right? She can't. I should call my sister. She's doing it again. She stopped and is looking at me. I know she's looking at me. What the... She's pressing her face into the curtain. The curtain's opening. She's... not there. What? Shit! Cut it out! Okay, calm down. You're fine. Just shut the curtains. Hold on. There's something in the unit below. In Hill House. I've never really tried to see in from this angle. There's a person on the couch. And she has a cast. It's... me. Am I losing it? She's back. The woman's back. She's staring at me. She's stomping. Why is she... Oh, shit. What the hell? Stop! Hey, Captain here. So, I'm gonna make this quick. Last night was... I don't know what last night was. But the woman, she was in her apartment. Across the street. And then I blinked. And she was right in front of me. On the other side of my window. And then she was gone. Just like that. I don't understand. The police came, and I told them about the noise upstairs, and they found nothing. No one. Apparently, it's been vacant for months. Food was rotting in the fridge, dust covering every surface in the place, and no one has heard from the tenant in all that time. It's like they disappeared. Apparently, it was a woman, mid-fifties, matching the description of the one I was seeing across the street. It's almost like I was looking into a mirror or something. I don't know. I've kept my curtains closed since. <gasps> oh, shit. Coming! Oh, I called my sister. I'll take three screaming kids over whatever is happening here. Coming! Give me a sec. Hello? There's no one there. Where'd she go? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Where are you? I'm at your apartment. No, you're not here. Did you go to the wrong apartment? I know your address. I'm at the right place. Hold on. Yeah. You're at the wrong apartment. Curious. Um, what was your high point during the pandemic? Hmm. I mean, it definitely happened in the beginning. You know, everyone had this sense of camaraderie, like we were all trying to figure this thing out together. 
there are so many things now you look back on and it's a weird nostalgia. Like the banana bread? Exactly. The clapping for healthcare workers, you know. Mm -hmm. There was one night where I came off a happy hour with friends and was still feeling pretty good. So uh, I put on some B-52s and had a dance party in the middle of my living room. I felt alive. Ooh, what's your song? Rock Lobster. Okay. Yeah, that was a fond memory. So what was your low point? Uh, there's a lot to choose from there. Honestly, it probably didn't happen until 2021. I'm sure a lot of people felt this way. You know, it kind of felt like I blinked and lost a year of my life. Vaccines started to roll out, and I started to kind of look around me and realize that people had already started to move forward. And I was like, how'd you get over there? I'm still back here. Yeah. So my lowest point, I mean, really, my lowest point was probably right after I got my vaccine. Mm, the irony. Is that irony? I think so. I'll never say irony without second guessing whether I'm using it correctly. I mean, I think the song did that to all of us. True. You know, I don't think I remember that, the deep depression part. Well, apparently you don't remember a lot of things. Fair enough. I mean, I was really focused on browsing Zillow and the coulda, shoulda, wouldas. Oh, yeah. You kept talking about Dogecoin. If I had bought it in 2020 uh, yes, I and know. sold it right before Elon Musk went on SNL, <sighs> I would be a multi-millionaire. Okay, you don't have to say it again. Multi. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Episode 6 of Whistle in the Dark. Just a reminder, we'll be taking a hiatus for the month of August, but stay tuned for my announcement on our release schedule this fall. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing so far, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. It helps a lot. If you'd like me to tell any spooky stories you have, please submit them to whistleinthedarkpod. That's whistleinthedarkpod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at whistleinthedarkpod or on Twitter at the Whistle Dark. See you next time. Don't forget to wipe down your doorknobs. <laughs> Just kidding. Too raw? I don't know. All right, bye.